This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. Happy birthday. You're fired. Welcome, everybody, to the Coach Brew Podcast. Yours, Brewly, here. I am uh, recording this episode um, the day before my birthday. I won't tell you how old I am. You can figure that out on your own. But uh, something I like to reflect on is uh, the fact that I actually celebrate two birthdays, a birthday and a rebirthday. I'll jump into that in just a second. Uh, I am recording this uh, sitting is sitting outside, sipping some coffee um, over at my neighbor's horse farm. I find it very relaxing just to come out here and watch them graze, run around the paddock, and uh, enjoy the nice weather. This episode is brought to you by my clothing brand, Chin Up Chest Out, <clears throat> and we are about to launch our summer collection on June 21st at 10 a.m. Central Time. The summer collection is sponsored by Rome USA. RomeUSA.com is an outdoor adventure equipment company and, uh, my customers who buy anything in the summer collection will automatically be entered into a drawing to win some fabulous Rome USA prizes. Prizes like a day pack, like a, a backpack that you would just pack up for a day, hence the term day pack. A, a gel bicycle seat cushion cover. Uh, bicycle helmets. And my favorite thing they make is a universal mount that uh, you can mount your smartphone on your bike or your motorcycle with. It's awesome. They are a great company, uh, owned and operated, founded by friends of mine. And uh, I would encourage you to participate in our summer collection. Chinupchestout.com is where you'll find all the contest information and details. And again, that summer collection drops on June 21st at 10 a.m. Central. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. I celebrate two birthdays. Yes, that is correct. And I titled this episode, Happy Birthday. You're fired for a reason. 17 years ago, on June 14th, today's the time of this recording. Today is the 13th. But 17 years ago tomorrow, um, I was fired from my coaching position on my birthday. Uh, our athletic director at the college walked in my office that morning, just kind of knocked on the door. Hey, John, um, can I have a word with you for a minute? I said, yeah, sure. Come on in, Carl. And he's like, I said, have a seat. He's like, no, that's okay. It won't take that long. And just very matter-of-factly told me, just got done meeting with the president of the college uh, about the men's lacrosse program. We've come to the conclusion there's just one thing keeping us from winning a national championship in men's lacrosse. And here I was thinking, some of you, as you're listening to this, probably already heard this story. 
Uh, I've written about it and I've told it in some of my speeches. I haven't told it on the podcast yet. So, um, but he just told me there's only one thing keeping us from winning a national championship and me kind of being the, uh, eternal optimist that I am. I thought, well, maybe he's giving me a full-time assistant. Like I've been lobbying for because I had a part-time assistant making $4,000 a year, basically working full-time. And we had been pretty successful with very limited resources. So I thought that might be a possibility. I thought maybe, uh, instead of operating at such a scholarship disadvantage, uh, the NCAA max for scholarships was 10.8 full scholarships. We had 3.8. I thought maybe he's going to tell me we would be a fully funded program and I would have a larger scholarship allotment. Um, I assure you, neither of those two things were the case. He said, the only thing keeping us, we've decided the only thing keeping us from winning a national championship is you. So I'm making a change. We're buying out the remainder of your contract. And he just pulled the envelope out of his coat pocket and passed it across the desk to me. And that was my buyout of the, I would say the remainder of my contract. Really what it was, was three months severance. And they defaulted on the third month, by the way. Um, And if you coach a minor sport at a small college, that's not a lot of money in case you're wondering. So anyway, um, and he just walked out of the room. And the irony of all that, I mean, besides the fact that it was my birthday, irony of it really was that my boss was famous for celebrating each person's birthday in our department. You know, it might be a surprise party. You know, we got to have an emergency staff meeting. He'd call everybody in and then he'd roll in a cake, sing, you know, have a present for the person, you know, the whole nine yards. But there's no cake, no party, no singing for me. Uh, But looking back, and no present, but looking back, he actually really did give me a gift. At the time, that, that whole, the way the whole thing went down was just a huge blow to my ego, especially considering, you know, prior to my arrival, the program never had a winning varsity season. Uh, During my tenure, we went to the NCAA Final Four, finished each season nationally ranked. We had three All-Americans, one academic All-American, a Rhodes Scholarship finalist, Coach of the Year award, a Rookie of the Year, 19 All-Conference, and 12 academic All-Conference selections. Not bad. Um, But, you know, the ensuing days after that birthday present, if you want to call it that, I really uh, just kind of felt a range of emotions. I was disappointed, angry, downright pissed, uh, confused, and just sort of went through, I guess you could call it a sense of mourning. I had basically lost my job, lost my career. And when you're fired from a coaching position, you tend to be kind of radioactive or untouchable for a while after that. Um, And I'll never forget, uh, at the time that happened, uh, I had a wife, a mortgage, and a newborn. And my my daughter woke me up early one morning, shortly after all this, and she was just all smiles, happy as can be. 
just for whatever reason, like I just had that aha moment where I realized, you know what? She didn't care whether I coached or not. And really, neither did my wife. They just cared that I loved them. And really, that it was at that point that I made a decision in that moment to move forward and just close the book on that season of my life. That chapter was over. And, you know, on that fateful day, my birthday, June 14th, 2004, thanks to my former boss, I really experienced a rebirth. And that's why I say I sort of celebrate two birthdays. June 14th is my birthday. but it's, And that was, I was born June 14th, 1970. You can do the math, figure out how old I am. Thank you. And it's also June 14th, 2004 is my rebirth day. And what happened was that, you know, what felt like this seemingly devastating professional setback really actually was a gift. Being fired turned out to be the best birthday present I could have possibly received at that time in my life. Of course, you know, you don't think so at the time, but in hindsight, you realize it certainly was. I was burned out, I lacked balance, and I had let the stress of the business and the pressure to win really affect my health. In that quest to win a national championship, I, I'm not proud of this. I did my fair share of sleeping in my office, pulling 12, 15-hour days. You know, I wasn't burning the candle at both ends. That's an understatement. I was taking a damn flamethrower to it. And the toll it took added up. I would frequently discover a stress-induced rash on my arms leading up to game day each week. And I developed this not-so-pleasant habit of grinding my teeth in my sleep. Yeah, I was letting the stress get to me while I was sleeping. You know, while you're supposed to be recovering and sleeping and resting, I was stressing. You know, this isn't a story about me. You know, some of you might hear yourself in this story, or it might sound familiar to you, uh, like I'm describing a loved one, a boss, a colleague, a sibling, whoever. It's a pretty common trap. You know, for leaders especially, entrepreneurs, you know, in our quest to win and your quest to win, you devote so much time to concerning yourself with the health, fitness, and performance of the people you lead that you often, when I say you, I mean me too. I'm talking to myself. I was in this story. We often neglect to carve out sufficient time for self-care. We don't lead by example in that way. And, you know, that birthday present really was an opportunity. Uh, that firing, that seemingly devastating career-ending incident. Uh, it was an opportunity for me to experience a rebirth, to pursue new professional direction, uh, start a new season in my life. And really, in the process, find balance and a renewed sense of purpose. 
I loved coaching. Previous 15 years, I had devoted my life to it. I loved every minute of it. The ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. It was exciting. Every team, every season was different. Everything, you know, each year you kind of had a chance to hit reset and it was new and it was a new adventure. There were new opportunities, new challenges. It was great. I think that's the beauty of the coaching business of sports. No two teams, no two seasons are ever the same. Every season in coaching is an opportunity for rebirth if you allow it to be. But here's the thing. How often do we take that same approach in the new seasons of our own lives? You know, does one year in your career really differ significantly from the year prior? Or do they just kind of run into one another like a blur? Do you really have 15 years of experience? Or just one year of experience that you repeated the exact same way 15 times, you know? Um, I think coaches in any sport spend a certain time of the year known as the off-season. And they spend that time, hopefully, if they're good, in reflection, reinventing, and kind of tweaking their methods to get better results the next season. And you don't have to be coaching a sport to do that. You can actually do the same thing by creating an off-season in your career. If you're a teacher, your off-season is the summer, you know? Uh, Every single profession, corporate America, education, doesn't matter what industry or sector, there's busy seasons and slower seasons. So you need to figure out what's your off-season and carve out some time for renewal and reflection on how you can reinvent yourself, your job, your career path, or maybe even your team at work. You know, coaches develop a game plan, and then when and if the game plan doesn't work, they make adjustments on the fly. I like to call it the coach approach. And it's because, if you think about it, like, life's a game. Life is just like a game in that it never goes according to plan. You know, there's an old saying, uh, we make, it's an old Yiddish saying, we make plans, man makes plans, and and God laughs. And, you know, whether you're spiritual or not, like, we make plans, and somebody's laughing, because those plans never go according, exactly according to plan. So, we have an opportunity to look at that as, you know, a new direction, Um, a new chapter in your life, whatever it may be, uh, a rebirth. You know, some people listening to this right now might be going through a significant career transition. I can think of half a dozen friends and, you know, colleagues off the top of my head who are going through that right now. Uh, You're not alone, you know. Um, Is it a setback? Sure. But the comeback is always greater than the setback. I know that sounds cliched. But most cliches are cliches because there's a strong element of truth somewhere in there. And if you look at your life as a book, and you get to write that, you know, you get to write that book page by page each day, chapter by chapter, you know, different seasons of your life or chapters, you have an opportunity to author your own comeback story. 
And, you know, people ask me all the time if I miss coaching. I get, you know, ironically, or, you know, it's kind of funny. I get more, uh, I get more job offers to go back into coaching now than I ever got offers while I was coaching. And I just, I, I tell people thanks, but no thanks. You know, my, uh, as much as I enjoyed coaching, my worst day as an entrepreneur today is really better than my best day coaching. And I believe that, and I mean it when I say it. Um, This has been a great second career for me. It continues to be a great second career. And if you're uh, experiencing a career setback, transition, you're in between careers, you you don't know what's next, you know, I want you to to move forward, look at the horizon. Don't look in the rearview mirror. Look at the horizon in front of you because – you might be in the same situation as me where the next thing you do turns out to be the best thing for you, for your family, for your health, your, your, your wealth, your peace of mind. So that's my message for you as uh, we approach my birthday and my rebirthday tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, hopefully you found this helpful. Uh, what would be very helpful to me is if you found that this resonated or um, you think it'll resonate with someone else, please share it, uh, like it, rate it, review it, the podcast. And um, word of mouth is powerful. So uh, please share it up, let people know. And if I can be a resource to you personally and help you in your uh, career transition, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, coachbrew.com that's coachbru.com the contact page on my website right there has all my contact information and um, email phone number all that good stuff and again i want to remind everyone this episode of the coach brew podcast has been brought to you by my clothing brand chin up chest out apparel our summer collections coming up on june 20th you can check everything out uh, we're giving away some great prizes with the summer collection all that information will be available at chinupchestout.com thanks again for tuning in we'll catch you in the next episode of the coach brew podcast thanks for listening to the coach brew show if you're not currently subscribed to the podcast sign up now on itunes google play or stitcher and for more information to turn your potential into performance Head on over to coachbrew.com now.